calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. This is podcast 109 and I am Alex and I'm back. Hello chaps. Hi. Hello. How are you all doing? Great today. Kezler yeah. in particular is doing great. Aren't you Kez? Oh. Well, well, she should be, but she doesn't look it. I was, uh, are you still drunk? Probably. Good. Probably. Why are you still drunk? Uh, I, I'm not saying it. I went to an award ceremony last night. And? I got one. You won I'll an award. One. I won an award. Yay. Yay for me. I won an award for... for being a writer about video games on the internet. It was, yeah. It was the uh, annual Games Media Awards in London. And yeah, you won, what was it? Specialist Writer Online. Specialist Writer Online. My mother would be so befuddled. She'd be so, <laughs> she'd be so proud if she only understood what you did. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, she'll probably be proud anyway. I just, you know, I'll just hold up a, look, I won a prize. She'd be like, well done, dear. It's yeah, like you won a, a very large block of perspex. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a kind of, it's, it's just a big rectangle with my name on it, which is nice. What are you Obviously, going to do with it? I'm going to, going to put it on the desk and it's going to stay there and probably weigh down paper. I think you should wear it as a, a large necklace. That would, it's, it's pretty retro, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty hipster. Chris Huge Tilly, have prospects. you ever won anything? New. No. Oh. Whatever. Uh, Nothing. Not even no. like something from a magazine or like a swimming certificate. <laughs> no. You don't really win a swimming certificate. I nearly won, I nearly won yeah. tickets to the premiere of Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. I, got th- I phoned up the radio for this competition and um, they said you've won, we're going to put you through on air, but just who would you take to the premiere? And I said, my mum. I was 11, 10. And they said, how old are you? And I said, how old I was? And they said, sorry, you're too young. And hung up on me. Oh my God. <laughs> I think wow. Crystal, you can bring a note of tragedy to even the happiest <laughs> of occasions. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Have you ever won anything, Stu? Uh, yeah, when I was about five. You won't remember this, but they used to advertise milk on telly with uh, the Humphreys and the Humphreys with these little chaps that stole your milk when you weren't looking. Was that the straws? Yeah, watch, watch out, out, watch, watch out. out. There's, There's a Humphrey, Humphrey about that. I do remember that. <laughs> vaguely, I, won, yeah. I won a competition, a t-shirt and some, and some straws. There you go. Happy days. Can you still get Unigate milk? Uh, <laughs> Does anyone know what know. he's talking Jesus about? <laughs> Alex, have you ever won anything? I have. Thanks for asking, Chris. What have you won, Alex? Uh, I, I, was, I won the Best Writer Award at the EMAP Awards many moons ago. How many moons? Oh, sorry, best young writer. Best young writer. God, it wasn't yeah. a long time yeah, exactly, ago. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's a lot of moons. Uh, uh, I don't know. I can't. Remember. How old was I? I was probably about nineteen. 
No, no, I must have been older than that. I was about 21, 22. But I was out at E3 and they had to fly me back to get my award. Wow. Really? Rock and roll is that. That's because I was supposed to be going on from LA to, I think it was Vegas, to see Command and Conquer or something like that. This is back in the days when games companies actually paid for anyone to go anywhere. Yeah. Oh. Um, and then I was told that I couldn't stay out for Vegas, which I was a little bit upset by. But then I found out why. That was nice. We also, um, our uh, news and features, head of news and features, Colin Campbell, got flown back from San Francisco, where he works for yes. IGN in the US, to um, receive his Games Media Legend Award. Brilliant. Yeah, 25 Last years night. in the industry or 25 something. 25 years wow. in the industry, like that. yeah. That's less time than you, though, isn't it? No, it's not. It's more time than me. It's fool. quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a lot of time. That's a quarter century in video games. Yeah. But yeah, it was a, a good old shindig. Lots of fun to be had. Oh. So was there any gossip, Alex? Uh, well, do there's we want to? There's lots of rumours and conjecture about stuff that went on from the people that were kind of uh, yeah. hosting the event. Yeah, the the people who were the kind of prime sponsors. Yeah, shall, shall we name? Let's them? not name them. Let's not, no, let's not name not them because that's given them publicity. That's good. But yeah. they were they, anyway. were they were pretty awful. They like hired like there was when you walked in there were two two dwarves and two hot women. Like just there, and girls. It was, uh, girls. They, yeah, they, they were. They looked young. about fifteen. It was yeah. a bit what? wrong. In, in like bikinis. And or then something. on the oh, on all of the nice. tables, there were just loads of condoms with this company's logo and getting bigger written on them. Yeah. And everyone's like, honestly, this is the Games Media Awards. There were like seven women there. It was cheap. Like, <laughs> and that oh, happened. And that was, yeah, that was each, yeah, each table had like thirty condoms. So it was going to be was, some kind one of woman. Big, yeah. Quite conga in in the package or, or no, like what? all in the little the little foil packs. Yeah. Just like yeah. No, yeah, but just thrown on the tables. I'm not quite sure. Like confetti. The point of it. And then they heckled. someone made a funny comment about them thinking it was like a, a bit of a quirky um, napkin. <laughs> Weird to kind of wipe with. <laughs> but yeah, they heckled all the speeches and they, yeah. were, they were basically terrible. They, they were they, awful. They, they they heckled off. all the speeches. Yeah, yeah, like everyone would go out to accept their award and you know say like everyone. No, no one said anything more than about like fifteen words anyway, and they yeah. were just like boring. Fuck yeah. off! They, they're yeah. absolute arseholes. Really behaved terribly. Dear me, I think you're giving so, them too much. Uh, who was the host last time? night anyway? Uh, the really tall chap from in between Nick. Greg Davis Greg That's Davis Thank you. yeah he's a nice guy he, he was, was funny. great he was really tall yeah. really 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 tall yeah he can't really help that yeah <laughs> it was good can I enjoyed re- that can you reenact your speech uh, I honestly don't remember what I, I probably just said thank you to everybody who'd ever published well, my work you, uh, yeah you said uh, thanks to IGN and also a big thanks to everyone anyone who's ever published my work good so, there we go that was, so, that was succinct yeah that's nice. The thing is, though, I don't know what my music was, and I have a horrible suspicion they played Avril Lavigne. I don't know. You are a skater boy. I'm a skater boy. <laughs> 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 so uh, anyway, yeah, that was the GMAs. Good fun. Well but, done. Well done. Talking of winners, yes, uh, we have two winners for this week's Smack Talk competition. Winning. A winning. Uh, I'll just read the first, the two entries that won. You've won um, Sennheiser X20 headsets. You're gonna do it in a, a Smack Talk voice. Lee Murcott's tale is quite funny. He says, while playing Pro Evolution Soccer on PS2 with his brother at Christmas, they were enjoying a very close game. In the last minute, my brother hit a winner. While jumping up, he cheered, scanned the room for someone to celebrate with. However, we were on our own. With a big grin and his fist clenched and pumping towards the corner of the room, he shouts, Come on, Christmas tree! (laughs) (laughs) I felt I was being ganged up on and even the room was against me, so you've won a headset for that. I hope Um, it was at Christmas. (laughs) That'd be a bit weird otherwise, wouldn't it? Jay Corbishley, his is a little bit more succinct. His basically is, like the doctor said when you were born, it's going to get ugly. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I like that one. So they both won at Sennheiser X2 headphones. They're also going to be entered into the final round, which wins a pair of amazing 
Sennheiser 320 gaming heads, headset, uh, yes. headphones and uh, next week uh, if you want to enter your smack talk send your uh, your entries to ukcomps at ign.com uh, we want your best smack talk lines send them in now absolutely so last week we had a uh, poster design extraordinaire ollie mossin and he gave us his chart predictions and do you know what he was pretty goddamn good was he so let's do the games charts first before we uh, uh, move on to movie so he predicted number 1 batman arkham city number 2 fifa 12 number 3 Football manager. Correct on all counts. Wow. Yay. Well done, Ollie. So, that uh, puts us to shame somewhat, it really does, doesn't it? <laughs> because, because Krupa, uh, he predicted the first two, again, Arkham City and FIFA, but he thought Forza would cling on to the third mm. spot. But no, wrong. Football manager, which I was surprised by. Straight well, in at number three. Do you know when you, when you look at Google Analytics, the number of people that search for football manager is ridiculous. Like It, it shows yeah. up, even on global searches, it shows up really, really yeah. high. That's a really boring thing to talk about, isn't it? So. Not only is Ollie Moss. Listen, you're allowed to be as boring as you like today because you are a fucking winner. Yeah. That was boring, though. It was. (laughs) (laughs) Amazingly boring. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. uh, Ollie Moss, good at drawing and good at predicting charts. (laughs) Good at drawing. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) He should put that on his business card. Totally, totally. (laughs) Um, Also, new entries for The Sims 3 Pets. Any ideas where it went in? 21. Nope. Higher. 12. Higher. 9. Higher. Six. Ding. Hey, look at that. Six. Uh, and then elsewhere, Ratchet and Clank, all for one. Twenty-five. Yeah, pretty close. Number twenty-three. Um, and then the only other one. Uh, oh, Game of the Year edition for Red Dead Redemption in at twenty-eight. Really? Wow. Yeah. Good value for money that game. <gasps> oh no, tell a lie. Tintin was also out. Oh, where did it come in? Well, judging by I'm looking at the second page of the chart. Number thirty-nine. <laughs> Number 40. Oh, dear. Which is terrible. Uh, It came out before the film, so I reckon Mm, it's probably going to pick up some more plays out of the film. You you actually quite like the game, don't you? Not really. Oh, I thought you did. No, that changed after you played it a bit longer. Oh, okay. Well, that's the problem. It's quite fun to begin with, but then they shoehorn in other stuff that's just not very interesting. Dance Central in at number 33. Dance Central 2, sorry. Yeah. Not many many people have got... Well, I suppose, actually, a lot of people have Connect, but I'm wondering whether people who bought Connect last year remember that they still have it. Yeah. That's the issue. So, top marks to Ollie. In terms of movies, uh, he didn't do quite as well there. Oh, that's so, Chris. Hello. Oh, you got a bit of a smirk on your what, face. Why would I be smiling? Right. Why would I be smiling? So, Tilly predicted Paranormal Activity number three. Paranormal Activity. Yes. Paranormal yeah. Activity. Trade L Time Bar. <laughs> number one. <laughs> Followed by Johnny English, number two, and Contagion, number three. And again, Tilly gets it all right. Oh, wow. Hello. hello. That's a, that's a, that a full a... house this week. Well, are, we keeping, are we keeping scores? What do this? I get? You, you get double dipped. Really? Are by you? you? Yep. Come over here, big boy. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I was going to say. I'm not going to say that. Right. But Ollie, <laughs> bless him, he said. Bless him. Patronizing. <laughs> exactly. He's good at drawing. <laughs> <laughs> but not so good at uh, predicting film charts. <laughs> You're drawing your pictures again, Ollie. That's nice. <laughs> oh, nice crayons. <laughs> he, he said Johnny English, number one, uh, Contagion, number two, and then Lion King, number three. Uh, so yeah, it's of course paranormal activity. That's guaranteed to go into number one these days, isn't it? Can you say normal properly. Paranormal activity. <laughs> Thank you. Struggle it had it. Paranormal. <laughs> it's interesting in the states, it had the biggest um, opening ever for a horror film. Wow. Really? Really? Yeah. Cost cost five million to make. Opened fifty four million. <gasps> wow. <laughs> and, then, and cumulatively, uh, those films cumulatively. have cost cumulatively. <laughs> no, it's cumulatively, isn't it? Cumulatively. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> Hang on, can we get <laughs> Alex to say it now? Because that'll be just as funny. Cumulatively. Oh, oh, boring. boring. Oh, yeah, you are. I know so, you are. Oh. I've got to go, go stat on you, but those films so far have cost eight million altogether and made yeah. four hundred and eighty million. Wow. Jesus, wow. winner! Are they going to make another one? Probably. We might be coming to that in a bit. <laughs> uh, who, where does, who, who gets most of that money then, Chris? Studio. Yeah. Film studio. Yeah. Should we start with that bit of news instead? One second. Yeah, some other things. How much money do you think? Judy Moody in the Not Bummer Summer made. <laughs> I didn't even know. I had to read that out. I didn't even know there was a film called that, but there is a film called that. How much did it make? Uh, 65,000. 33,000. Not much. Uh, how much did Blood in the Mobile make? Blood in the Mobile? What? It's all about the, the rare earth uh, things that go into making your mobile phones. Now they're all from Africa and everybody's getting slaughtered just so you can have a shiny iPhone. Oh, Good. I thought it might be a really rubbish horror film. No. How much do you reckon it made? 12,000. It made less than it cost to buy an iPhone. £189. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It'll make money on DVD and TV. Yeah. You, love mocking, you love mocking small independent films. Really every, every week I'm quite surprised <laughs> when you do this. <laughs> Scourge. It's a nasty yeah. streak. I know. Right, on to this week's news. And oh, a new game was announced, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, I don't know how well it's going to do this new game because the, it's, it's the fifth in a, in a series of games and none of them have been particularly good. I've never really heard well. of this franchise before. Uh, no, no. Grand, Grand Theft Auto? Mm. Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto V? Yeah. I, I like the sound of it. Sounds good. Grand Theft Auto V has been released this week. Big It's been released. I'm just going to keep saying that and just see what happens in the world. It's been announced this week. Uh, we know very little about it. We've There's, seen a logo. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. I completely flipped, though. Yes, you, you did, did, actually. You went you a bit strange. I've never I seen a, a woman tremble, so... But also, yeah, running up and down the corner. <laughs> I, it wrong, Tom. Do you know what time I don't doubt I was, that for I was a moment. running around the desk in circles. I wasn't <laughs> running up and down the thing. <laughs> and that's, that's all we've got. You go to Rockstar's website and it just says, you Grand Theft Auto Five coming out. Well, there's a trailer next week. Yeah. yeah. So we'll do that. And there's been the, lots uh, of hilarious fake screenshots. Hilarious fake screenshots yeah. coming out and being like, look, there's a screenshot of Grand Theft Auto Five. It's a picture of China, like a city. <laughs> it's like, it's, a screen, it's not a screenshot, it's a photograph. God, people. But there's lots there's of speculation. Lo- lots of conjecture because yeah. of the five, because of the, uh, the five like on the logo. It looks like a dollar bill. It looks like a dollar bill. Some people thought it looked like a uh, five pound note. You it know. doesn't. Also, v- it it's definitely know, not a five pound note. No. But V for Vegas, even though V is also just the Roman numeral for five. We could honestly do this all night. Mm. We could just conjecture. Yeah. To spark such uh, such fervour with a, literally a release of an image and a date. Mm-hmm. And, it's but it, it's interesting because obviously it's the, it was the day that Battlefield came out in the US so you know EA was obviously excited for their big release and then Rockstar just dropped a logo and everyone was like oh look at that it's a logo yeah. <laughs> totally forgetting about Battlefield which is like And when's the, when's the trailer out did we say? 2nd uh, uh, of November yeah. Yeah. Which, Any, any other big releases next week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a few Yeah because, I mean, whatever's coming out, it'll just poo all over that as well, yeah. won't it? Is Modern Warfare 3 next week? No, no. it's the week after. Oh, right. But it's on the, yes. Yeah, oh, wait, I've got a list Tuesday. of what's coming out. Oh, well done, Tom. Uh, 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 uh. Just keep talking while Fact I do checking. this. Uh, Fact checking. Um, next week, um, Sonic Generations and Uncharted 3 are out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Still, people will go and buy them. Yeah. Uncharted 3, I would like to say, is extremely good. It's extremely good. I know there's been a bit of faff on the internet about us giving it a 10, but I think it's deserved. Amazeballs. It's Amazeballs. It's no 8 out of 10, is it? Yeah. It's no Skyrim. There's no FIFA. There's no Rim. Skyrim, yeah. FIFA Rim. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole different game. Speaking of FIFA Rim. So yeah. can we speculate what's going to happen? 
I've heard that. that there's going to be multiple characters playable. Yeah, well, who the, did you hear that from? Yeah, it's <laughs> a big rumour. <laughs> from <laughs> from <laughs> <your man laughs> on the inside. <laughs> on the internet. Yeah, but, the, yeah, also Hollywood, that was being banded yeah. around. Yeah, Rockstar North are based in my hometown of Edinburgh. Mm. And a few times I would just walk up to the building and just look at the logo and just sort of, you know, walk up to the desk. And, and I just look like, through the window. Huh? Look through the window. Just look through the window. One time I managed to get in after somebody who worked there. And just kind of stood in the lobby for no, a you minute. Didn't. I did genuinely. Really? I stood wow. in it was it was just it was just an office building. Like it was just a, a office building with a logo. But I stood I stood in the reception for about thirty seconds before bottling it and running away. <laughs> 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 it was only about fifteen. Wow. This is yeah. why you're an award-winning media journalist. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the balls that you yeah. need the to really scoop. get the inside scoop. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so will this game have been in development since Grand Theft Auto 4 came out, or at least the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, so. you know that a team would have DLCs. been working on that as soon as, or probably even before GTA 4 mm. was finished. And do you think we're going to see uh, Alain Noir-style facial animation? I think they've got to have gotten something out of yeah. the whole my, Team Bondo fiasco. My, my only concern with that, though, is that you know GTA is a game as the characters aren't particularly lifelike in terms of their expressions. No, it's, it's quite stylized. Yeah, exactly. It? But that's what I like about GTA. I don't want it to go super realistic. And I, I know you're the opposite, Kezi. You want it to be super realistic. It's not so much realistic, it's just the tone. I mean, right. like, I don't want it to go really silly again because no. I really enjoyed the more serious approach of Grand Theft Auto 4. And everyone's like, oh, take itself really seriously, but I like things that take cool. I, seriously. I, I, yeah, I thought, personally, I think, you know, something along the lines of Vice City in San Andreas where it's got humour, it's got fun, but yeah. it's still set very much in the kind of real world. I still yeah. want the satire and the dark humour, yeah. obviously, mm-hmm. but I do yeah. want the you know the, the actual human touch that Grand Theft Auto 4 had, because I, I never really got on with Vice City, because I just thought it was a bit... Oh, it was amazing. I, it was amazing, but I just I would, I would rather be Nico Bellic than you know dick around in an Apache helicopter. Oh. That's just because I'm really boring. You are such a fool. I'm going to take that award back away from you. Oh. Can I tell you what I'd like from it? What? I'd like to be able to walk into every house and every shop Fuck, yeah. that would take them six years to make that would take an awful wait a minute time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we don't know when it's coming out yeah I, I think it's going to come out 2013 in, in, in any country uh yeah <laughs> I, I do not want like <laughs> just friends calling me up to see if I want to go bowling or go for a drink that was just got <laughs> yeah. on my tits what the bro the bro dates yeah yeah, yeah. Like, good god but anyway what else is happening in the, the world of uh, movies Chris uh well Paranormal Activity 4 is going to happen it looks like does that answer your question, Tom? They've yes. said it. They said it probably will happen, but I think based on the figures we were talking about earlier, it yeah. definitely will. But um, I won't go into spoilers. But there is something that he said. We don't. Uh, they say in the quote, "We're not sure what we'll do." But I think if you've watched the film, you can kind of see how they can just take it one more right. generation back, and it keeps just building, working its way back to find out how this all started. Is the Saw franchise still going? Or is that no, they stopped. Fight, they stopped right. last but year. But this is the new Saw, is it? Pretty much, you yeah. Go on and on. But the, and on. these ones haven't had the law of diminishing returns like the Saw ones did. Right. These ones haven't got ri- so ridiculous. Time. Oh, I'm sure. They, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. they will. And Saw will come back once this one runs out. I'm sure they'll reboot Saw. Right. But um, another sequel they announced today is that um, they look like they might do a Dumb and Dumber two. Really? Mm-hmm. I've, do you there know what? The, I've, there I've already was the a Dumb and Dumber two, though, right? There was. Wasn't well, there yeah. was a prequel. There was Dumb and Dumberer. <laughs> yep. I, I uh, one of the lads when I went on the set of Hostel Two, the lad who played the young Jeff Daniels was in Hostel Two, right. and they said to me, uh, "Can you not mention Dumb and Dumber because <laughs> he's really embarrassed?" <laughs> so I didn't life. until we were in the pub and we had a few drinks, and I said, "You know what? You remind me of a young Jeff Daniels." He went, "Fuck off!" <laughs> there was a weird spate of uh, like um, Jim Carrey prequels, wasn't there? Because yeah. there's a Ace Ventura prequel, yep. 
And there's that? also, yeah, there was and there's also a mask prequel yeah, as well. Mask, yeah. yeah, Ace Ventura, it was his son, some obnoxious God, fat kid. I don't remember Hang that. on, I do not remember the prequel to Ace Ventura. Did no. this yeah. really happen? Yeah, it's yeah. horrible. It's yeah, horrible. It was, it was like high school detective or something, yeah. And uh, yeah, and then there was a son of mask as well. Right. Yeah. I remember that one. When was yeah. the son of Ace Ventura film? Oh, when was that? 10 years ago now. Sticking it, stick it on your Netflix, are you cares? but Dumb and Dumber is genuinely one of my favourite comedies and if they had the two guys back I think they could I, just, I don't think it's hard to make a comedy about two people that are really stupid do you know what I don't think I've seen it it's really funny is it? Ace Ventura Pet Detective Junior I do not believe that this exists <laughs> 2009 it came well, out that, no. that, 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 that kid ago. looks so ago. obnoxious yeah. not that Jim Carrey is He's also horrible. obnoxious yeah I saw a bit of it on Sky and it made me feel sick no <laughs> Look at his hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tom, um, you'll need to stick that on the story yeah. so, so people can share. I'm definitely watching this. Glee. <laughs> but that's a bit of sequel news, anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, on to more sad news for Nintendo. Nintendo posted their uh, financial news today. Their their reports for July to September. First and half they've of the lost financial a year. Pounds. They've lost. Well, the thing is, Nikkei, um, a Japanese newspaper, yesterday, Nikkei. So they said that Nintendo was going to lose 100 billion yen, yeah. which is 823 million pounds. That's ridiculous. But Nintendo That's actually, I know, but Nintendo actually only lost, um, I think, 700 billion yen. Which is how much? Uh, Wait, 70 billion yen. Wait, yeah, 70 billion yen, which is like more like 500 million. Oh, that's all right. They're only half a billion. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, this is kind of boring, but the reason for this is because all Japanese companies are having a terrible time because of right. the world financial crisis right now. Over what period did they make this loss? This is July to September, but the 3DS, what? yes. <laughs> but Jesus Christ. But they still predict a full year profit of about 35 million. Because a lot of their money's made at Christmas time. All right? their money's made at Christmas. They've got two yeah. big. 3DS games they've got Zelda coming out right? yeah. so they must have factored Zelda yeah. Yeah. I mean, let, let's be honest as well what's happened between July and September Star Fox 3D came out that's mm. basically it mm. um, the other but thing still. the 3DS has actually sold better than the DS did in the same period in its lifespan is that right yes it is so that's interesting even though it's you know not, not that's a set fact the world or. on fire so there's some facts, some facts to put in your face. Right. So there's nothing to be worried about then? I don't think so. I, mean, I get a bit annoyed about financial news because I think the vast majority of people who report on it don't really understand it. I don't understand it very well. All I understand is, You're an you award-winning know, games journalist. A big number. Yeah, but I mean, I try my best, but I'm not trained in financial reporting. That's what I'm you saying. Know? I'm not a business journalist, as yeah. it were. So, um, you know... You, Where's Evan Davis going, when you need him, eh? <laughs> Probably. He's, he's, he's in the basement of some building. Probably having another, you know... What? What? Piercing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he is, though, isn't he? He's, what's his name? What's, his, what's, what's, his, what's happening? He's got a pet name at the BBC, isn't he? <laughs> what? I'm what? Not sure. I don't know if you should talk about this. <laughs> Why not? I have no idea, what I have no idea what's happening. Evan Davis has got loads of piercing. He's got his nipples and everything done. <laughs> what? He's yes. No, he's not. No, he's he definitely has. a character. He's definitely a character. Yeah. Right. At the BBC, his nickname is Tinsel Tits. <laughs> Shut up! You just made that. No, up. that is the truth. When he's having them done, is he is he like? Yeah, Evan is now having his nipple pierced and stating the bleeding obvious, which is all he ever does. I'll give you half the money. Um, hey, yeah. So, but there's loads of Nintendo news came out last week. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm <laughs> let's, let's let's Nintendo Nintendo. Yes. That news. What there was? There was. So there's a big press conference. The Nintendo had lots of stuff to announce. <laughs> Sorry, shit. Just I'm, looking at, I'm looking at Tilly because he's, he's, he's freaking it. I'm confused. 
Nintendo news. Let's 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 start that bit again. Let's just let's just let's just erase that. No, it's all staying in. Carry on. <laughs> Tom, I refuse Nintendo to talk news. until we get back on track. Okay. Yep. <sighs> Good. So there's loads of Nintendo news came out from a press conference last week as well. So they obviously have a lot of their sleeve. Yes. Do you want to hear some of it? There's loads of it. Um, the 3D video recording coming to the 3DS. Mm. Excited about that? No. Gonna make a porno? No. Mm. No. Could make that. a porno. Um, there is loads of cool Street Pass stuff and community stuff coming to Mario Kart 7. Excited about that? Uh, I am excited about Mario Kart 7, yes. Yes, good. Um, there is now a name for the Circle Pad <laughs> peripheral. Yes. For the Circle Pad Pro. Nice. Not the that. 3DS boat. I really hope they call it the 3DS boat. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not excited about a name. No. There's a steering wheel peripheral coming for Mario Kart. I hey. haven't seen this. I've heard about it, but you, I haven't seen so it. So you plug your uh, um, 3DS, 3DS into it, and then it, you 3DS, just it like it's that. 3DS right. cradle. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, they obviously turn the 3D off for that one. Um, there's loads of new 3DS where there's a new. Uh, Quest coming for Street Pass Quest. Thank goodness, because oh, yeah, I finished nice. Street Pass Quest yeah. months ago, and I've been yeah. dying for a new one. Uh, there are there's loads of new 3DS. Where did I already say that? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Luigi's playable in Mario 3D Land. Um, is there any more 3DS where? Yep. Uh, <laughs> Boomerang Mario is coming to 3D Land as well. Yep. Really about great. That. Uh, yes, there's loads of 3DS stuff happening. So, um, so forgot, it's a good time to be a Nintendo fan right now. The Zelda Symphony concert was this week. I didn't talk about that before. Did you enjoy that? It was absolutely beautiful, really special. It was great. They had, um, this was the Zelda 25th anniversary symphony concert thing where they just got a full orchestra. It was London Symphony Orchestra. Down in Hammersmith, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Hammersmith Apollo. It was really, really great. You Mm. know, it was completely packed and everyone was just having such a lovely time. There was no place at all for cynicism. It was really nice to just go and have an uncomplicated evening of appreciating something that's very important to you personally, which Zelda is to me mm. and to lots of other people. From what I can gather, there were some portly people wearing Link outfits. There were some portly people wearing <laughs> Link outfits. Some people did actually dress up, which I was quite impressed wow. with. That's, that's a lot of effort, but not as many yeah. people dressed up for this as dressed up for video games live, which right. was disappointing. Right. Now, talking of all things Zelda, what are we doing this weekend, Kez? We're going to Game City, mm-hmm. where they're having a huge celebration of the um, Zelda series, yep. which is going to be great. We've, we've already started doing this My Life with Zelda thing, which is, um, I think, I don't know if you've seen it on the site, but you can submit your memories of Zelda on our YouTube channel, and it's going to get cut together along with Game City's, fo- um, Game City's footage and some from Nintendo as well, and it's going to be a lovely big trailer for you know people's memories of Zelda. How do people submit yeah. their entries? They can go to youtube.com forward slash Zelda IGN, and all the info is there, along with my mug talking about Zelda. Ooh. Cool. So, so we're going out to Game City this weekend. We're going to do a little um, a special one-off Game City podcast. Mm-hmm. Me, you, and a couple of randoms. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. And if anybody's up there and they fancy meeting us for a drink or whatever, we'll just keep an eye on the Twitters and we'll mention where we are at any yep. time. Indeed. Kezza, Although we'll actually already be there. I'm Kezza McDonald on Twitter. Spell M-A-C. M-A-C. Yeah. Yeah. Mac Can't remember. The underscore Stuart underscore Reed. There you go. There you go. There you go. Right, moving on. It's time for Trader of the Week. So, Trader Time Bar. Hey, by the way, where are these, tra- these, yeah, the these jingles. jingles that you've jingles, supposedly Alec. been We've working work on for weeks? They're done, but we haven't worked out our way to get them to go to play it both in here and on the podcast. Are you not going to premiere them? No, not yet. Oh, next week. Uh, yeah. next, next week. week. Next week. Next week. Manana. So, uh, yeah, to go from something classy like Zelda to something gutter. Like Piranha 3DD. Oh, is that what we've decided to go with? We've yeah. gone for Piranha 3DD, yes. Now, so, I know Tom was a big fan of Piranha. <laughs> yes. And I finally watched it this weekend. Oh, yeah, and what did you think? Yeah, it yeah it's, it's, it's a laugh, isn't it? Yeah. Well, let's see what you think for the teaser trailer for the next movie. <laughs> 
Get ready, because the party has never been hotter. The most famous lifeguard. Whoa. Oh, my God. And the guests have never been hungrier. Uh-oh. It's double the terror. Everyone's had it. And double the D. Yes. <laughs> Bring me my legs. Piranha 3 double D. Piranha Bring 3 double D. Piranha 3 wow. double D. <laughs> Brilliant. Double the D's. <laughs> Double the D's. So having seen the weekend, at the very end, they realise that the piranhas, spoiler alert, sorry, they realise that the piranhas that they've been fighting are just the children right. and that there are much bigger ones out there. And so this must be... Uh, they still look right. like the children, though, in that, in that but I um, uh, love Ving Rhames at the end. Where he's, Bring me my legs. <laughs> not shooting them with the, with the prosthetic leg. Um, David Hasselhoff as well. I know. That is just a stupid trailer. That's a good trailer, though. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I like it a lot. I liked it a lot. Was it Sleazy Uncle Stu? Is it Alejandro yeah. Aya doing it again? Oh, no, it's someone oh, different. But I'm just checking. Is that I his, do... his name? I don't know. <laughs> what was that his name? Alejandro Aya. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he made Switchblade Romance, is that right? Yes. And a load of other um, slasher type films like that. But not only is um, Hasselhoff in it, but Gary Busey's in it. What? It, yes. Who, if you know who Gary Busey is. Oh my God, really? You know, he's gone mad. Yeah. Oh, is he? No, it's official. Is he? He's gone mad. Well, I think it's something to do with a car crash he had and his, his head's not been right ever since. Right. He was a big, um, well, he got done for a DUI as well, didn't he? Yeah. So he's, uh, the guy who directed Piranha 3D is a guy named John Gulaga and his filmography includes um, a, f- a film called Feast, Feast 2, Sloppy Seconds. Nice. And Feast 3, The Happy Finish. <laughs> oh my god brilliant uh, that makes me want to see Piranha Double D even yeah. more yeah so that's Trader Time Bar Trader nice. Time Bar um, if you uh, come up with a trailer that you'd think we'd appreciate uh, let us know IGN UK feedback at IGN.com hit us up on Twitter at IGN UK or Facebook IGN UK yeah I think maybe we should find some obscure trailer sometime yeah. next no one ever sends them to us so uh, yeah send them to us please. or maybe send us your favourite trailer game or movie of all time and we can look at one of them yeah, maybe we could do a yeah, yeah maybe as a as a central talking thing. Maybe. Um, mm. maybe. What's our central talking point for this week? Shall I introduce it? Yeah, Please go do. on, Tom. Uh, so on the site at the moment, we're currently running a uh, vote for Battle of the Generations. Battle called. of the Generations. Uh, if you want to go and vote for your uh, icons of the two areas, areas. Yes, that's right. There's me mocking the two areas. Um, you can go to go.ign.com forward slash 1991 vs 2011. Aren't Eries what Trips eagles live tongue. in? Eries. Yeah. yeah. Is, is that right? Yeah. Hmm. I think it is what eagles live in. Knowledge. Where eagles live. That's what all, eagles almost live a in. film, isn't it? And if, <laughs> Where eagles live. If you go on there, you can vote for sort of icons that sort of match up yeah. with each other from each For time. instance, we've for got instance. Nirvana versus Foo Fighters. And can you believe it? Foo Fighters are winning. I find I that think sickening. I would definitely go with Foo Fighters to I Nirvana. Think f- I much prefer Foo Fighters as a band to Nirvana. There we wow. go. Split. Gaylords. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Dalton versus uh, Craig for yeah. the Bonds. Yeah, well, that's, that's Craig's simple. winning. Obviously, yeah, Craig. I can't imagine anyone voting for Dalton. Oh, Tom. I voted Dalton. I voted Dalton. See, oh, this is amazing. The split is straight down the middle of the and, room right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's test another one. Catherine Zeta Jones versus Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan. Zeta Jones. Zeta Jones. What? <laughs> 
No, yeah, Zeta Jones. I voted Gillen. Same here, man. But, the, but okay, it's weird. So but it's again, weird because I hate Catherine Zeta Jones now. But back then, when she first appeared in Diamond Buds of May, oh, she was, she was phenomenal, stunning back yeah. then. Yeah. So I'm trying to judge it on that rather than this twat What's that she's become one of, since. Right. Has she, has Gaza she versus become a twat? Waza. Oh, I, don't know who Ga- I don't know who Gaza or Waza Ga- are. Gaza. I went Gaza. Or versus Wayne Rooney. Oh, oh. I went Gaza. Yeah. I go, go. Gaza. Gaza. Gaza's hit his misses. Yeah, so. I, I think yeah. I went for Waza. <laughs> Waza <laughs> sleeps with prostitutes. Guys. And oh, grandmothers. Yeah. Old grandmother <laughs> prostitutes. Neither of them are really mm. stand-up examples of society, are they? Can I have they? Gary Lineker? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd have Gary Lineker. What about John? I think Gary Lineker would have you from what I've heard. <laughs> what about? Yeah, he likes that. This is the he? ultimate yeah. Hobson's choice: John Major or David Cameron. Fucking oh hell. God! Well, I went for Major just because yeah. he had a funnier, fitting image character. I Major went... doesn't look like he's made out of, made out of ham. Like <laughs> David Cameron looks like he's made out of boiled ham. I like the Guardian. Uh, you know Steve Bell and the Guardian. The way they the way they portray um, Cameron is as a giant filled condom with a big rubber teat on the top of it which I think kind of works quite well harsh filled with what well just with him I suppose it you, could actually be boiled ham for all I know you remind us of a filled condom yes. that's really tough so all this uh, leads back to it although being... I do think he's doing a good job on the eurozone crisis right now well there you go thank Top- you Evan topical <laughs> Topical. Thank you. I'm sorry that had no place Thank on the you, IGN UK podcast. Um, it's, it's all tied in with Sonic being 20 years old. Fucking hell. This, I can't uh, this believe that. Is, yeah. I cannot believe if, that. If you go on there, vote for your things, and also you can enter a competition to win a console, a 3D TV, a trip to Horton Towers, all this crazy stuff. So go on there and have a look. Anyway, it also got us to thinking about what the best games and films are. What's the are console? From the is, it a, is it a Master System? You can have a. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool, it? yeah. It's a 360 or a PS3 of right. your choice. Right. Um, but we got, we got us to thinking to which, the best, which era had the best games and best films. So, what should we start with, films or games? Let's start with films. Chris? Yeah, well, I, I had a look at what the top 10 films of 91 were. And I was saying earlier to you guys that I think that was the first year, the first summer that I was allowed to go to the cinema with my mates. Well, what's um, not my folks? What what are they up against this year? What's what's the biggest films of this year? Been? This year, the three biggest films of this year are Harry Potter, The Inbetweeners, and The King's Speech. Okay. All of those are pretty good. Which is quite a strange mixture of films, actually. And the three big films of that year were Terminator, Robin Hood, and Beauty and the Beast. Terminator two. Yes. Ah, see, see, I'd have to go ninety one. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast. I'm pretty sure Beauty and the Beast was my first ever film I went to see in the cinema. I love Beauty and the Beast. It's Great. one of my favourite films ever. I remember my mother just crying through most of the whole thing. Me being like, it's okay, mummy. Was it expensive? Film. And, uh, Terminator 2 has to be one of the greatest action films. Well, well they've not, I don't think it's been bettered since. No. Um, what's interesting, though, is there's a lot more kind of grown-up films in the top ten back then than there are now. Mm. Uh, Science of the Lambs is in there. Ooh. Jeff K. Yeah. Ooh. Kate Fear, which I, I kind of think is a grown-up film, um, even though it's a little bit silly. But, um, yeah, the, the blockbuster's kind of taken over in the 20 years since. Hot Shots? Yeah, okay. you didn't mention Hot Shots. The exception that proves the rule. <laughs> there's um, there's a lot more of the the summer films, um, dominating the top tens these days than yeah, there was yeah. then. It's I think there's two or three times the amount of blockbusters get released every summer. And how many sequels in that top ten from 1991? Yeah, not many. One, two, no, one. And to be fair, Civilization had only existed for about half a century in 1991. Didn't have time for sequels. The um, <laughs> I think. I think partly what's happened is a lot of the good filmmaking has gone to TV in the 20 years since. Mm. So a lot of the good stuff we... I mean, there are, there are good films coming out, a but... Of, a lot of the best stuff is on TV now, though, isn't it? Well, my, my, my attention's more in, in, on you know, HBO series than on the yeah. cinema. But I also think with, with, the, with home entertainment as well, Chris, maybe kind of the more grown-up films do better on DVD and, and, and you know, 
Yeah, than than at the box office. That's true because in 1991 you couldn't really have the home cinema experience with anything like anything like as easily as you can now with HD and stuff. Could you? No, I mean I did have a I had a laser disc player. Did you? Yeah, really. Yeah, back in 91. Is that a regressible purchase? Or did no, you get a lot of joy? No, I had a lot of joy out of that for many, many years. Have you still got the big laser disc? I wish I did. I, I, I gave them away about oh. a year ago. Just because when I was in the, uh, in the states last, I saw Jurassic Park on laser disc, and I thought about buying it for you and bringing it back. Oh, yeah, that would be lovely. Thanks. So mate. Kevin Costner, <laughs> the only person to appear in two of those films in the yep. top ten. So Kevin Costner, biggest uh, box office draw. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, he probably was the biggest movie star in the world back then. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Sheen was in one of the top ten films of the year. There you go. Um, it was a time before Pixar, though, so yeah. things have improved on that front. Yeah. Apart from the fact that Cars 2 was the Pixar movie this year. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all the other big films of this year are Transformers, Smurfs. You know, I actually don't think Trans- uh, Cars 2 was that bad. I saw it on a plane. It entertained me adequately on a plane. Yeah, it's, it wasn't it's dreadful. Fine. Cars 1 was much worse. So we we're agreed that 1991 was better for films than 2011. Yeah. I reckon so. Yeah? Yeah. Should we talk about games? Yeah, go on. So just a few of the games that have come out this year uh, include uh, Little Big Planet 2. <laughs> Little Big Planet 2, Portal 2. Dead Space 2. Skyrim. Killzone 3, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Crisis 2, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Um, Let's not talk about Homefront. Not Brotherhood, You've highlighted sorry. it. Homefront, Mortal Kombat, Portal 2, Motorstorm Apocalypse, Fable 3, LA Noir, Dirt 3, Infamous 2, Duke Nukem Forever, Ocarina of Time 3D, mm-hmm. uh, Limbo. Um, Deus Ex Human Revolution alright list some from the from 1991 right you're ready for this yeah. alright so what Hold do you know from that list this is going to be my era of gaming I'm going to know these ones I would have bought all these um, 1991 so what do we know from that list a lot of sequels right? loads of sequels loads of sequels Keza what came out in 1991 Civilization Sid Meier's Civilization Sid Meier's Civilization Another World Eric Shai which has actually re-released on iPad this year as a 20th anniversary an thing. iPhone yeah um, Lemmings Wow, yeah. Yeah. Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Obviously, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Final Fantasy 4. Not one of the vintage Final Fantasies. Super Mario World and F Zero for the SNES. Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past in Japan only in yeah. November. It came out in F Zero was really was really clever. Didn't it have like an extra chip in the cartridge or something to make it look amazing? They managed to make it basically 3D. Yeah. Um via some special technology that they developed for Star Fox. That's right, yeah. Very, so, very cool. So I had six of those games. You had sex with those games? Six of them. Oh. Did you? What about Road six. Rash? Did you have Road Rash? Yep. Yeah, that was that that on as here? well. Yeah. James Pond 2. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, what hardware came out in 1991? Oh, was God. it James Pond 2? Wasn't um, it? Um, it was gold. Robocod. Robocod. Yeah. The SNES came out in North America and the Mega CD came out in Japan. So. And the S3 launched the 8C, 86C911 off regard as the first graphics accelerator chip. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so it was an epic year for gaming. Yeah. I think this year is also an epic year for gaming, though. Yeah. But if you look at the list of the like, the, the worthy games that have come out, I mean, the, the list from 2011 the thing is, if you look goes at, on and on if you and look on at and Super, on. If you look at Super Mario World, F-Zero, Link to the Past, Lemmings and Street Fighter 2 versus Skyrim, Deus Ex, Human Revolution, Dark Souls, Little, Dark Souls for God's sake, yeah. Little Big Planet 2, Portal 2. Like, to me, it just shows what games are about now versus what they're about then. Like They're much They've got much more ambitious, I think. In but scope, there seemed to be yeah. a bit more originality there because a lot of the ones you just listed were sequels. True. A lot of these now. are technically sequels. Like Street Fighter 2 is a sequel. Final Fantasy 4, Super Mario World was a sequel. But Le- Lemmings and Sonic weren't. And um, James Pond F-Zero was. wasn't. Do you know, I think there's actually a pretty good balance of sequels and new games in the modern times. And the only reason that there were more original games back then was because the kind of... It was just a, it was a new medium, you know? And there wasn't... Yeah. Also, games were all of about 
what, 15 years old, if you're being generous, in 1991. Mm-hmm. Games as we know them had really only begun about six years before then. So I think, obviously, it must have been easier to make something original by then. Yeah. But the thing that I love about looking at these 1991 lists is that there are things from Another World, from Civilization, from um, Super Mario World, and from Legend of Zelda that are still in pretty much all video games. Yeah. Which is um, no vintage years, really. I feel so lucky to be a gamer at the moment. I really do. Good. Is everyone else happy about how games everyone, are? I think we're all happy. Very, yeah. very happy, yeah. Um, Sonic if Genera- you're not, please let us know. I would, I would like to know. I'm really interested to know if people think that gaming genuinely was better back in the old days. Mm. I mean, Whenever always- people say that to me, I think they're probably just out of touch. But, you know, if you have a really good reason for thinking that, I would love to hear it. IGN UK feedback at IGN.com, please. Yes. Most of these franchises live on as well. They uh, do. So I guess. Apart from Road Rash. We're not seeing Road Rash come back. Road yeah. Rash died a death. Yeah. Shame. Um, also, in 1991, Sega and Nintendo were the big players. Yep. And now, well, I mean, Nintendo is still the biggest player, but really the, the fanboy war is between PlayStation and Xbox, neither yeah. of which existed. So all right, stop talking, Keza. Time for listener <laughs> FU. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Jerk, I'm allowed to talk all I like today. <laughs> listener FU. Yeah, Who's first singing? up, uh, we have something from Sean Collins. On the, uh, on the unread book thing, we're talking about books that we never got round to reading or only read yeah. half of the other week. He said, this is no word of a lie. I have the book Getting Things Done by David Allen <laughs> sitting half <laughs> read on my bookshelf. Irony. He says, is that ironic? He says, I don't know. I'd look it up, but that would mean reading the dictionary. Never finished that either. I think I'll just wait for the film. <laughs> um, can I just chip in mine? Because I wasn't here last week. Yeah, of course. But, um, I, I went through a spate of reading David Peace books. Mm-hmm. So I read mm. uh, The Dam United, then I read the Red Riding trilogy. Then I tried to read GB84, mm-hmm. couldn't finish that. And then I tried to read his first Tokyo novel, couldn't finish that either. So David Peace went from very high of my expectations to yeah. very low. And uh, his books are weird, they really are. weird. Anyway, uh, Travis Bowditch wrote in, say, two books he finished, failed to finish at school were Wuthering Heights and The Diary of Anne Frank, also The Road more recently. The Road is like three pages long. Heathcliff and Cathy uh, are just horrible, spiteful people. True. Why should I care what happens to them? <laughs> Good point, well made. Diary of Anne Frank. Yes, I get it. It was horrible, but I already knew the outcome. Right. Oh, I don't think that's very uh, PC to say that. But, uh, and The Road is my worst nightmare, and I already knew what happened in the end. Um, I read The Road recently, and you're right, it's very short. I read it in two hours, but it, it devastated me. Yeah. I was broken for like a week after reading the but it's road. definitely worth reading so you should go back and finish that Travis definitely it's but he already harrowing. knows what happened at the end how did, you, how did you know what happened at the end yeah. yeah I hope you haven't seen the film because apparently that's not I've not seen the film yet but I've apparently not seen it's not it good my friend uh, Stephen who I used to live with at the university Stephen. used to say like I I had um, um the book One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest oh yeah and you know I was going to lend it to him to read it because he, he was like I need a new book I was like try One Flew Over the Cuckoo's he's like oh I've seen the film I was like yeah, but you know the book's really good as well. It's like, mm. yeah, but I already knows what happens, so why would I read it? But the book's quite different because it's from it's from the big chief's point of view. Yeah, isn't yeah it? quite. Mm. I just uh, the whole thing of like I know what's going to happen in the story, so I don't want to read it was completely foreign to me at that point. I was like, what? Yeah, read it. Just read it. I offered to l- lend my housemate the Game of Thrones books, and he said, "I'll just start with the second one. I know what happens in the first one." <laughs> oh, you're totally missing the point. Yeah, strange, <laughs> strange. I have some feedback from Jack Hills. Who would like to go on our map? He's in Warwick. Hey, <laughs> no room for Warwick, I'm afraid. <laughs> okay. Jack, we're sorry. We've got we, the UK's looking um, a bit like a clump of cells. It looks, like, it looks what, like a Vendry. What we've done, Jack, to make up for that is we've all looked at Warwick on the map. Now, yeah, we've so all yeah. looked. And Job thank done. you, Jack. And Warwick, Warwick is lovely. 
Beautiful. I was wondering about your opinions on the BBC Three series, The Fades. Personally, I think it's great. It has a surprisingly fresh plot that has managed to maintain a decent pace over the whole series without resorting to filler episodes. Um, he says, if we haven't watched it already, we should do so right now. Well, I, I haven't seen The Fades. Mm. I have to say, has anyone seen The Fades? I watched uh, part of the first episode, didn't like it, gave up. Part of the first episode. That's not really giving it a good go, is it? No, I, I, I don't, I've got a short attention span. I can't be. I can't be doing with stuff. If it doesn't grab my ghoulies in the first half an hour. It's not going to do anything for me. Tilly, you're the only one that can really comment on this because you've been watching it. Yeah, I really liked it. Oh, is that it? <laughs> That's all we're getting from you. Yeah, it's really good. I, I like the writer. I like the director. Um, I like one of the actors in it. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. It was just cool to see them trying something big, genre based with big themes, good versus evil. Um, heaven and hell all going on it's good to see BBC Three really carving their own like what do they call it niche yeah yeah niche like with this supernatural stuff it was an impressive show and I'm sure it'll go to a second series because it had a very interesting uh, climax and it's had some it's had some pretty good reviews so Mm -hmm. yeah check it out if you haven't I I know um, I've had a couple of emails about that one from people that are gonna it's all on the iPlayer now so has anyone got any more feedback yep I have (laughs) from Ryan Seal he says, I've recently decided to start buying stuff for NES. The only place I've been able to get any games is eBay. That's why I was wondering if you had any good shops in around London where I could pick some of these old classics. Mate, I'm sorry, but Britain sucks for retro game shops. Oh, hang on. One of the computer exchanges. Good Street. Good Street. Not the Good Street one, the other one. It does NES games? Yeah. Are you absolutely oh, wait, sure? Wait, there's, there's one near Goose Street that's not a computer exchange. That's another yeah, game. Yeah, the, the Goose Street is called Game Center game. or something. It sells yeah. retro games, but I mean, you'll, you'll find rare and overpriced NES games in there. Um, have a look. I have found an amazing vintage video game shop, but it's in my hometown of Lincoln, so I don't know if you want to go there. Wow, really? But I would definitely visit it. Okay, well, it's called Gotham Games, uh, and it's in the Lincoln Cornhill Market, and uh, I've been there every time I go back to Lincoln. I bought a Game Boy camera and printer from there last wow. time I was there for eight quid for the pair. Yes. Uh, and it's got loads of NES games. They're on Facebook, I think, and I think they probably do mail order if you ask them nicely. So, um, yeah, that's Gotham Games. I think small towns uh, are the place to go for stuff like this. I know in Aberystwyth there's this little kind of seedy, tiny old ancient game shop, which has got an absolute shit ton of old carts. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be real because one of the best things about um about Japan is that when you're in um Akihabara or anything or not even just that like cuz that's a big any town like any video game shop any like shop will sell stuff from 20 years ago. Like, you'll go into just random game shops and they'll have you know a section for NES N64 NES Mega Drive random Dreamcast things you know they're all still there and it it really keeps you know gaming alive as a sort of more than just a you know flash in the pan medium mm-hmm. which is cool. I've probably got some NES games around that I could uh, send you, Ryan. I'll have a look. Uh, I have the next bit of feedback. It's from Michael Snow. He says, I have a question about Call of Duty. Uh, He really thinks it needs a new feature to bring it back to life. He likes to cover system in Deus Ex Human Revolution and believes that Call of Duty brought in such a system, it could really make the multiplayer a totally different experience and in my my opinion, better. Uh, I'm unsure why most first-person shooters don't implement (laughs) such a system. Sorry, what shooters? There's Pearson. He says, right, mate. Well, if you have a cover system, it's not really an FPS anymore, is it? No. Rainbow Six does that. Uh, there, might, there may or may not be a new Rainbow Six coming soon. Hmm. There's a lot of rumours about it. Um, that would, I think Rainbow Six is, is the game that you want, Mitchell. Michael. Yeah. Not Mitchell, I'm sorry, Michael. Michael. So Michael um, you don't think it'd work for Call of Duty? I think it's an FPS, and FPSs don't have cover systems, you know? Like, there, there, there's, some, there's a lot of stuff that Call of Duty should do to bring it back, I think. I've been playing Battlefield three single player campaign. This oh, am I allowed to talk about that yet? Oh yeah, the embargo's up. It's fine. Um, and it's it's really stayed the single really? player. Yeah, it's made me think like the FPS has just gone 
gone gone down one of its own corridors of little imagination and just got stuck at the end of it. Oh dear. It's just there's just a wall, you know. Same as thing as we've seen the last three or four years over and over again. Mm. I really think something big needs to happen to the FPS genre. But I don't think it's cover systems. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> okay, right. no, <laughs> I don't think anybody's got gonna, anything to add no to that no one's going to engage me no. on that never mind you're on your own uh, Michael <laughs> Field May says uh, recently I was lucky enough to win a place to an exclusive Arkham City event and they gave us villain themed cupcakes when I got back I told my girlfriend and she said cupcakes were for girls but I told her Batman cupcakes <laughs> weren't and, <laughs> Sorry. and I went on to talk about the that's the difference. best argument ever yeah they're not and I went on to talk about the different Batman cupcakes that were available. He says the Riddler one was perplexingly good. Right, yeah. I yeah. get it. It's a pun, right? Yeah. He said the Joker ones tasted funny. Ah, good. I'm oh, brought, brought Hello, Chris. No, no. This is terrible. <laughs> flicker. It's not a flicker. It's making me feel sick. Not a flicker. He said there's something fishy about the Penguin ones. Oh. Chris, you actually look physically ill. Oh, no. <laughs> How long is this going to go on for? Ages. The Scarecrow ones were scarily good. No, that's, uh, no, that's, that's not good. That's not good. But here's the kicker. He says, I'm in two minds about the Two-Face ones. Yeah, good. Yeah. What he about, says, can you, can you think of any better ones? What about Eggheads? I would say the, the Mr. Freeze ones were cool. Very good, yeah. yeah. I think the Scarecrow ones were stand-up. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know what the point of that email was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for writing in, though. Yeah, thanks, it. then. Um, I have a question from Jonathan Branny, who's a new podcast listener. He's really enjoying it. He's saying, I'm just wondering how you guys got into video game journalism and if you have any stories from when you were starting out. Um, games journalism is something I've been interested in for a very long time and having recently finished uni, I've resolved to give it a go. Well, I'm the only games journalist left in the room at this point. We uh, The reason this has been included, we get these questions every single week and mm. we haven't answered it for quite a while, but um, it seems as soon as you won a games media award yeah. last night for journalism, maybe you want to tell your story of how you got in and share some of your advice. Could you do it quite quickly though? <laughs> Fucking hell, Stu. I know you're sick of my voice. I'm sick of my own voice at this point. I just want to go curl, it out, curl up in a corner and curl get out. Curl down, curl down in a corner. <laughs> I get rid of this amazing hangover that I found myself with this morning. You've gone really red. That's because I almost choked to death on my own laughter. Well, maybe Jonathan's interested in my story, even if you guys aren't. Anyway, I was, I was um, 16 when I got my first job in games. And I was on eight and a half thousand pounds a year. How did you do that though? Oh, um, I ran a really shit website by myself. Okay. Um, for a little while, and then I I had another website called MadGamers.net, which was I ran with a Z. With no Z, thank God, no Z on MadGamers.net. But I ran this with a guy, Gareth, and I was thirteen, fourteen at this point. And I ran this with this guy, Gareth, who lived in London, who turned out to be a thirty-one-year-old man. Grooming. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was a lovely guy. <sighs> Um, he was a lovely guy. He was married and just a perfectly nice gentleman. He thought I was an, you know, an adult and I thought he was a kid. And we met up after like a year of running this website. I was like, oh, you're totally not my age, are you? So he did the technology <laughs> side and you did the writing side. He did writing as well. This there was is another the start guy. of a great movie. <laughs> there was another guy called Rich, actually, who did our technology side, who was actually creepy. He used to drive up to Edinburgh to kind of say hello. Are you so in touch with these people? Because um, you I've... won't be after this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and have you ever seen the film Hard Candy? I <laughs> 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 um, I kind of you know blocked all the mad gamer stuff out of my mind anyway I had a terrible website called mad gamers which I wrote for every day all the time and then, and then I got work experience um, on games TM when I was 16 and um, then after two weeks of work experience they just offered me a job wow so what would your what can people glean from that um, if you want to be a games journalist never expect to get any money 
That's the first thing. To start off with, or? No, genuinely generally. never. Like, even at the top end, games journalism will never pay anything like as well as other things that people with a good education and, you know, ambition could do. Yeah. So if you're a particular, if you're a smart person, you do games journalism, you have to do it for love, basically. You're never going to be going to be doing it for the money. Um, um, you should write all the time, basically. Right. And a lot. not just games, for God's sake. Like, read proper books and stuff. Like that's the. I mean, you, you read proper journalism. I say proper, sorry, journalism, but other fields and 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 read books and just you know absorb that stuff. And you know, it's a bit like a, um, you know, just who was it? Who was it that just typed The Great Gatsby over and over again? Which it was a famous author, and he just typed F. Scott Fitzgerald The Great Gatsby over and over again. For for games, you have to you have to read stuff that's good and and absorb it. And 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 I think that a good way to, just, oh God, I'm just rambling now. A good way to distinguish yourself is to talk about things that aren't games as well. Yeah. And also, I suppose getting uh, getting yourself known with other people who can give you work. Twitter is really useful for this kind of shit these days. Yeah, like I mean, because you, you didn't have any of that when you were no when I was into, coming up. No, there was no Twitter or anything like that. Um, it was your but field there, round here. <laughs> still had the internet though. I think it, I think it, at the time that I was doing my rubbish website, it was very difficult to do a rubbish website and get any recognition whatsoever. Did you have animated gifs? We did. Brilliant. Several, but I mean, it was the same. I mean, we started the same year as Eurogamer, for instance. Yeah. And you know, if we hadn't been run by a thirteen-year-old who was still at school with a thirty-one-year-old guy whose wife didn't particularly like the website, then you know, we might have had a website like like IGN or like Eurogamer by now, because a lot of those little crappy sites ended up as as the kind of big internet internet behemoths of games media. Mm. So yeah, in summary, um, in summary, it starts off pretty badly. Work hard, <laughs> do your studies. For me, I would just say work very hard and try to be nice. There's also a lot of jobs in the games industry, the games media industry, that isn't necessarily being a journalist either, No, you right? can be a community manager, no? There's, there's, loads, of, there's loads of different stuff. Uh, so If you want just... to be involved in video games, you don't have to be a games journalist. Like, There's lots of stuff that, that's worth doing in games. It's a great industry to be in, I think. Excellent. Thank you for that, Keza. Chart predictions, anyone? Yes, please. Chris, are you going to do movies? Yeah, sure. So the movies we've got coming out this week are Tintin, Anonymous, The Help, and The Ides of March. Seen any of those? Only one. <laughs> I've been a bit crap, haven't I? Um, I saw Tintin, reviewed it. It's pretty good. Um, it's more I... than that. Oh, yeah, you loved it, didn't you? Yeah, Spielberg's best film in ages. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed on that front. Um, yeah, I mean, I, d- I went into it not a huge Tintin fan. Yeah. And it didn't really sell the character to me. I still find him a little bit annoying. Um, but the action, I think we agree, the action sequences are just phenomenal. phenomenal. Yeah. Agreed. Best stuff he's done in ages. Um, so Anonymous is the Roland Emmerich Shakespeare film. <laughs> there's, two, there's, there's a phrase you're not, never expected to hear. Roland it's getting some quite good reviews though. Yeah. Um, our review goes up tomorrow, so I, have, I don't know what we're giving it. But it I looks know... absolutely daft, if you ask me. <laughs> so silly. Anyway. Uh, the Help is the film, if you don't go and see this weekend, you're probably racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the, that was the big surprise hit in America this summer about um, servants in uh, America in the 1950s so, uh, so rising slaves. up. Is that Emma, well, Emma Stone? Is in that, isn't she? Oh, yes, Emma Stone. Yeah, be servants then, not 1850s. Um, and the Ides of March, which is supposed to be this great George Clooney, Ryan Gosling uh, political thriller. Great poster for that. Clooney's yeah. directed, isn't he? He has. Yeah, and he's d- directed a couple of great movies. So good night and good luck. God, was, Ryan Gosling is so pretty. So yeah, all good movies. Um, um, so my prediction is going to be, um, I'm going to go Tintin 1, The Help 2, and I'm going to say Paranormal Activity will hold up and be number three. Excellent. Job done. What games are out? A little game called Battlefield 3 out this week. Never heard of it. Uh, yeah, you know, buy that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Disney Universe is also out, which I think is a very sweet game. 
and Connect Sports 2, which I don't think will make much of an impact on the charts, but which is very well made. I think it's going to be uh, Battlefield, then Batman, then FIFA. That's my predictions. Okay, cool stuff. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Are we going to plug some shit before we go? Uh, yes, um, we've got uh, Smack Talk, obviously, which we uh, pimped out earlier. Uh, we're giving away um, Azazel's sword from X-Men First Class, an s- actual prop from the movie. Wow, that's and pretty damn cool. That's cool. Yeah. It's amazing. It looks really cool. Um, and also a Can coin that uh, Magneto, a Nazi coin that Magneto oh. plays with in the film. Yeah. Not without spoilers there. Mm. Um, so we're giving away those props. You can't win, Keza, unfortunately. Oh. Um, and we're also giving away Blu-rays of the movie as well. All you cool. need to do is just um, Google uh, X-Men First Class props, IGN competition, something like that. I'm sure you'll find it. Yeah. And um, we want to know it, what your X-Men alter ego would be and why. Okay. And you can enter by posting it on our Facebook wall. Very easy. Um, we've also got a contagion competition running still, and that is to win a PlayStation 3, some Steven Soderbergh Blu-rays, and a couple of games as well. And a terminal choice. disease. And a terminal <laughs> disease, yeah. Uh, nice. Also, that is um, on our uh, site and if you google contagion competition ps3 something like that you'll find something it something like that and all we want to know is if the end of the world was coming what would be the last game you played mm, cool stuff yeah. uh, let us know let's have your feedback as always please ijnukfeedback at ijnuk.com does that sound right new new ijnukfeedback at ijn.com is the email address uh, we're on twitter and facebook T, uh, sorry ijnuk is our twitter and facebook thangs uh, we will be back uh, in full force next week Kezra and I of course doing a special one-off uh, podcast from Game City which Ooh. should be with you on Saturday or maybe Friday I don't why know. did you just turn into a Dalek I'd... it will be with you <laughs> on Saturday I don't know I thought <laughs> it was quite, quite a good, good. Dalek. <laughs> uh, and that is it thanks for listening uh, give mm. us a big rating on uh, iTunes and we'll see big you big rating <laughs> a big rating big one give us a big rating on <laughs> iTunes big rating that is all goodbye bye. goodbye bye. goodbye bye. goodbye God, what a horrible end to the podcast. (laughs) People's ears bleeding all over the country. (laughs) Fucking hell. What up, guys? Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand-friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.